Live at Five Sports with Todd and Sue Ann, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Uh, well, Jim, we're talking here about uh, oh, a little after 11 this morning, just after we did uh, open mic, as we're getting set to play the Pro-Am. So as this is airing, we don't know how poorly we did. Uh, <laughs> well, I can pretty much <laughs> predict how poorly I did. <laughs> but a beautiful day for us to, to play golf and so forth today. Off day for the Twins. What do big league teams do on their off day when they're at home? Is it a family day? Do they still go and hit? What happens? No, they really try to tell people to stay away from the ballpark. So if you have an injury to to rehab or to to get treatment on, that's really the only, and that tells you how hard the trainer's job is. They have to be there every day. Uh, It's really a day for injured players to go get some treatment. But they really encourage people, if you can get away from the ballpark for a day, Get away from the ballpark for a day. It's yeah. such a mental game. You need to be able to reset. You need to be able to relax a little bit. So the people who have families just try to shut down. Some other people will go play golf, they'll go fishing, or whatever else they might want. But it's really a rest day. Because, you know, I, fan, what fans don't see is typical, like, 7 o'clock start. Most of these guys will get there sometime between noon and 2, mm. and they'll just work all day and when that working they're trying to rest between work sessions and they really need the days off how has i mean you've been around for a long time and seen the various athletes how how has the training differed i mean back in the day guys would ha- even have jobs in the off season mm-hmm. now it's train 24 7 it seems like it's making them a little more fragile it is and, and here's the catch are they more fragile obviously yes uh the twin for some reason the twins have even with different athletic trainers have been uh, continue to have more injuries than anybody else. And I, I, I'm not sure there's a great explanation for it. So you talk to players and, and coaches about this, say, okay, I used to like, I, I've had this conversation. I said, listen, Blind 11 threw and ran, ran and threw, threw and ran. He was incredibly durable. Puckett never worked out, just did baseball skills and spring training to get himself in shape. And they said, yeah, but in today's game, if you don't have spin rate, if you don't have velocity, if you don't have speed, if you don't have bat speed, if you can't hit it over the fence – you're going to be out of a job. Hmm. So it's easy for us to say, hey, take it easy. Take a month off. That's, that's That would be my recommendation for these guys. Take a month or two off in the offseason. Let your body heal and relax. Don't get these repetitive stress injuries. And they're like, yeah, but if I do that, I'm going to lose my job or I'm not going to perform and my team's not going to win. So baseball's in a weird spot where explosiveness is the new catchword. To be explosive, you have to overtrain. To overtrain means to be brittle, and we're seeing all kinds of injuries now. Do you think that the uh... – How analytics, I mean, you've talked about it before, analytics has been around a long time, but it's on steroids since the 2003 Red Sox. Do you think that is to the detriment of the game itself? I mean, we no longer have complete games. We don't have 20-game winners anymore. We have so many arm injuries. It's a 100% injury rate, it seems like, on pitchers these days. Is that working against the health of the players? I think it is uh, because, once again, now – Sean Johnson, the, the Twins' director of scouting, uh, was talking about the other day. He said, now you go scout high school and college kids, and like everybody's throwing 95, and everybody can hit it 450 feet. So like their new job as a scout is to figure out what's real and what, what's real power, what power is going to translate to the big leagues, and what is just a guy being able to take advantage of that level of competition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably, once again, it's a catch-22. Baseball's competing for eyeballs with all these other sports, all these other entertainment venues, if it was guys standing out there throwing 88-mile-an-hour fastballs and bunting, they'd lose market share. They need to be spectacular to be a successful business. How are you spectacular? You have guys who can throw 100. You have guys, people, you know, it's the old, old saying, people don't, don't go to the zoo 
to see the to see the uh, meerkat. Mm. People go to the zoo to see the the tiger and the lion. They want to see something roar. So if Yohan Duran threw eighty four with a split finger, and that's how he got his outs. I don't know how excited people would get. Right. You go there and you go, oh, my God, this guy's throwing 105. People get excited. But to be able to throw 105, you do put yourself at risk of injury. Yeah, no doubt. And and you see that uh, with players, uh, uh, you know, as, as we continue on with the number of injuries that are that are certainly happening with them. And, and uh, for the Twins, it, it, it looks like uh, Pablo Lopez. Now, they talk about his fastball velocity is up. His slider velocity is up this year. Yep. Is, is that just a maturation process? Because he doesn't look like a, a bodybuilder. He's fairly lean. Uh, he has huge legs, but uh, he's not a big He's not a big upper body weightlifter. Yeah. Um, and really, the perfect pitcher's body is big, strong legs, big, strong butt, and kind of a whippy upper half. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the, the way you would build a pitcher, and he really has that. Um, the Twins, one of the reasons the Twins were willing to trade a rise for him is is they thought he was good, but with the right mechanics, the right pitch selection, the right attention to certain spin rates on certain pitches, they thought he could be exceptional. And you're starting to see that now. Uh, his sweeper, when he, when it's all, I, to me, that's the differentiator. Hmm. Fastball command. He says good fastball, but not an overwhelming fastball. When he spots his fastball and he throws a sweeper for strikes, he's just a bear to hit against. Uh, and, and I, I, you know, we said it on the earlier show, I feel like he's just been a little bit off all season. Maybe he's starting to really get over the hump now. That that sweeper he throws, yep. uh, first of all, describe what that means. I mean, people are listening to us say, sweeper, what the heck is that? Uh, and then he has unbelievable break on that. I mean, he's like at 17, 18 inches worth of break. Yeah. Well, in the old days, as you know, there used to be kind of two different kinds of curveballs. There was the 12 to 6 curveball, the one that kind of dropped uh, the bottom fell out of it as it approached the plate. And then there was the uh, three to nine curveball for a right hander. It started at the hitter's, you know, left knee, right hander hitter's left knee and broke over the outside corner. And the, the horizontal curveball kind of became a victim of the development of the slider and the splitter and all these other pitches where people thought, okay, yeah, but if you hang, hang a horizontal curveball, it's going to fly a long way. But now they figured out with advanced spin rates, that if you can throw that as a complement to other pitches, it gives the hitter a completely different look. And if you throw it in the right spot, it's almost impossible to hit. Are the Twins going to be a buyer here at the trade deadline? I think so. I think the internal view of this team is they're really close to being a good team. Um, maybe one more hitter, maybe one more bullpen arm. I mean, when you have a rotation this good, you owe it. And when you're paying Buxton and Correa a lot of money, this is not a rebuilding team. This is a Go for it year. This yep. is a te- year where you can win the division. You should win the division. And listen, I don't know if they can beat the Yankees or the Astros in the playoffs, but they beat the Yankees and the Astros in the regular season. Yeah. We see what we see what happens when this team swings the bats just decently. I think if they add, if they find the right hitter, maybe the right hitter is Matt Walner for all we know. One more bat, one more bullpen arm might be enough for this team. If they find a bat, what position would they look for? That's the question. Uh, I think I think we're in a little prove-it period here for Kirilov, Kepler. Um, with Royce Lewis out, I, I actually thought Royce Lewis was going to be that bat with him out six weeks. And so let me let me argue against what I just said. They don't have a wide-open position. He's, Lewis is one of the best players. He's coming back in five weeks. Um, they have Walner in the minor leagues. Uh, I, I would like to see, I used to say I'd like to see Walner replace Kepler. Now Kepler's on a hot streak. You're not, not going to get rid of him during the middle of a hot streak. <sighs> so they have Planko coming back. So there really isn't an open position unless you trade 
like if you could trade Kepler for in a package for Paul Goldschmidt or something like that. And he just transforms your entire offense. He becomes your new three or four hitter. You move Kirill off to right field, and you think that's good enough. Uh, I don't. That's the thing. I don't see them making a small deal for a bat. I think they either don't make a deal for a bat or they trade current talent for a big deal, somebody who might anchor be a Nelson Cruz for him for the next three or four years. No deal or big deal. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and and with Buxton uh, playing the DH, they knew that in the offseason. That's why they traded a rise, I would think, right? They, from you know, they, they've been a little, uh, they're pretty good telling me what's going on, but they don't tell me everything. Yeah. The sense I always got was that they thought Buxton would start playing center field sometime midsummer if he stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't stay healthy. And... When I was, behind the scenes, what they're saying is he just he works like crazy in the training room every day to be on the field. And Tory Hunter told me this once. One of the hardest things about playing major league outfield is standing. Mm. Is you you have these big athletic bodies, mm-hmm. they're prone to being tight, and you have somebody just stand there and go from standing and doing nothing to sprinting full out. And Buxton's knee just is not responding well to that kind of stuff right now. So I do think he's going to probably DH the rest of the way. I would still like to hold out hope that he could be your center fielder during the playoffs, but I I just don't have the confidence that's going to happen now. Three games with Baltimore this weekend. To me, one of the most fun teams to watch yes. right now in baseball with all the young guys they're bringing up. They just brought up another highly rated prospect in Colton Kowser. They've got other guys, Gunnar Henderson. They've got Matt Holliday, his kid, down in the minor leagues coming up. Uh, there's a team that tanked intentionally, yep. lost 100 games a couple of years in a row, and they've done a good job of drafting. Yes, and uh, tanking is a great theoretical strategy. It's hard to pull off because yep. you're going to pull it off. you got to nail your draft choices. you got to develop well. Then you have to be able to make deals that will augment your talent. But, you know, to one thing above, listen, you have to have a certain number of arms to compete. Mm. It's such an advantage to have a great catcher. Mm. I mean, to have somebody at that position who can play the position, control the running game, throw people out, and be a great hitter. Uh, puts you so far ahead. It's like, you know, Mauer in the 2000s with the Twins. They just had a built-in advantage every day. Adley Rutschman, you're and referencing yes, there, yes. the switch-inning catcher for the Orioles. Uh, Jim, thanks so much. Enjoyed uh, it. Hope you played well today. I'm sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> Live at 5 Sports of Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.